it was not good. But 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 yet, yet I got some of the greatest gifts of my life during that time. Ooh, I, I, I received one of the most amazing gifts of my life during that really bad time. And I don't know how else I would have received that gift if I hadn't lived through that particular episode. Hello, you are listening to the Late Bloomer Living Podcast. It's season four, and here we are still reimagining, rethinking, and redefining what it means to be in midlife and what's possible as we age. We are gathering energy, momentum, and excitement for our next chapter via candid conversations with other midlifers about their own pivots, pitfalls, and triumphs. I'm Yvonne Marchese, your host, and I'm so happy you're here. I created this podcast to give you inspiration and let you know you're not alone in feeling stuck in midlife. Both men and women are welcome here, but if you are a woman, I also invite you to join the Age Agitators Club for Women, where we come together monthly to hatch our plans for making waves as we age. Being part of this community for women will remind you on a regular basis that you're not too old, and it's never too late to do that thing you've been thinking about. You can find more information at latebloomerliving.com forward slash community, and I hope to see you there. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the Late Bloomer Living Podcast. And welcome to a Where Are They Now episode. I love doing these. I invited my friend Jack Perez back to the podcast to fill us in on some really interesting things that have happened in her life since she was last here, including a near miss accident that almost left her paralyzed. She's okay now, but yeah, wow. For those of you who have been with me a while, you may remember Jack from episode 46. For anybody who missed it, you can go back and and listen to that. Uh, In that one, we talked about, gosh, back in 2017, she started an online platform called Cool Life. That's spelled K-U-E-L. And on that platform, she champions the idea of normalizing aging. Yes. And what she's doing there, the work that she's doing is redefining modern midlife for women through curated content and women-driven brands. Jack was inspired to start that platform really because she got hit hard by menopause and found herself looking for information and back then couldn't find anything useful. So she saw a problem and decided to do something about it for herself and for other women. And now she has, gosh, 65 plus something thought leaders contributing articles to Cool Life, including me. Yay. (laughs) That is something new that happened since uh, she was first on my podcast. So we have gotten to know each other pretty well. What else do I say about Jack? She used to travel a lot pre-kids back when she was in her 20s world travel kind of things, you know? And now that she's raised her son, she's back out traveling the world with the goal of getting to 60 countries before she's 60 years old. The other thing I wanted to mention is that, man, oh man, this conversation actually took place in June of 2023. And here we are, November of 2023, because 
I record things in advance and then I went on break and oh my gosh, all of a sudden it's November. So a lot of the things you're going to hear us talk about are references to um, Jack mentions that we had yet to meet in person and we have since met in person in July. She came to New York City and I took a train down and we met and we had lunch for the day and we played in the park and had all kinds of fun. It was crazy. Um, so yeah, it, I'm just excited for you to hear this conversation. She's a pistol and I love her and I spend a lot of time with her in clubhouse and anytime that I can hang around Jack, it's like getting this little injection of energy from her cause she is, she's got energy to give. So, you know, I guess without further ado, here's Jack Perez. Let's go. Hey, Jack, thanks so much for being with me today. Oh, Yvonne, I'm so excited to be here. I mean, I I always love sharing space and time with you. So any opportunity to sit and gab with you is one that I will most likely say yes to. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Well, I'm very happy to hear that. And welcome back, I should say. It's good as... to be back. It's been a while. I think we figured out I was in your first season. Yeah. Yeah, back when we kind of didn't really know each other. And right? very true. We had just met on Clubhouse. Yeah. We had spent a fair amount of time on Clubhouse. So by the time we got to the episode, I'm going to have to go back and re-listen to that one because it's been a while. But I, I'm curious as to what we, who we were then and how we interacted versus how we're doing today. It will be be a curious comparison, right? Because I know you so much better now and our level of intimacy is so much higher, even though, and I want this to be heard, we have still to meet in real life. Crazy, right? But I'm hoping that's going to change in the summer because I'm going to be very close to you. And I'm hoping that we can figure out a way to connect because I'd I'd love to physically be in the same space with you at some point in time. (laughs) I'm with you on that. I am with you on that for sure. I hope we can make that happen. That I've got you on my calendar. Just saying, as a possibility. That's question cool. marks. I, yeah. <laughs> yes, I can be fairly flexible, and hopefully, we can make it work. Excellent. Well, my goodness. So a lot has happened since you were last on the podcast. Where do we start? So. Uh, what I guess when I when I asked you to come back, I originally was thinking, oh, she's gotten back to doing all of her traveling, and I know that when you were younger, that was that was like a a, a big part of your life, right? Pre pre momming, right? Pre momming before I went, I, as I like to put it, before I went to motherhood prison. Yes, I was out and about in the world. As a matter of fact, the year before I became a mother. My husband at the time, as I was married at the time, we put everything on hold. We put our business on hold. We sublet our apartment, our flat in San Francisco, and we donned two backpacks, a pair of hiking shoes, a pair of Tevas. I don't even know if they make those anymore, but you know, like those sandals that you can wear in, in in the rain and in water and stuff like that. And we went around the world for a year. Wow. And this was before, this was pre-smart anything, right? This was before an Apple phone or even a BlackBerry or 
anything like that. As a matter of fact, I had not one single item that required electricity with me the entire year. Holy cannoli. Isn't that incredible? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. I, went with, I went without electricity basically. Well, I mean, I used electricity in the locations that, you know, thank goodness there was heat and, you know, lights and that kind of stuff. But yeah, my personal. How did object. we do it? How did we do it? Like I think about, you know, you're making me think about my move to when I moved from Denver to New York city and I, and I drove cross country and it was all pre GPS and, and all the things. And I had my Rand McNally map and I had, I had done all this research on New York city. I'd never, I'd been as a kid, but that, that was, I didn't know anybody. I didn't have a job lined up. I didn't have a place to live lined up. I had nothing. Right. And, um, I remember having my, my, my Rand McNally book, you know, uh, what's it called? Yeah. It was called the Rand McNally Atlas book of maps. Yes. And it was huge. And I had taken a highlighter Mm -hmm. and I had highlighted my route and I had little tabs on each of the States so I could go, okay, next, next, you know, as I went, but it's funny, like, and you did all, you did world travel pre G pre anything electronic. It kind of just blew my mind. Okay. So, (laughs) so yeah, now that I'm past that, I can, I can, I can get over that now you're how old and getting back to it and going solo, right? Some of the time I am doing a fair amount of solo travel. The circumstances are such that the people in my life aren't as open and flexible to do Mm -hmm. what I want to do. And because I'm about to turn, oh, okay. Take a deep breath. I'm about to turn 59, which is, I'm not going to lie. It's kind of scaring the pants off of me a little bit. Yeah. 59. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, what does that mean? I'm about to exit this decade. And that's always kind of freaked me out. I have a hard time at 49 and at 39. I did really struggle with the actual flipping of the calendar to the next decade. But the year before was, was, uh, I don't know, just like grabbing on for dear life. Can I just keep this decade a little bit longer? <laughs> but yes, I now at basically almost 59 years of age. And now that I've been let out of, like I said, motherhood prison, although I have to tell you, I still have one of those shock collars on my ankles and it like, it, it'll occasionally vibrate and shock me a little bit, but all I have to do honestly is pull out my phone and move money from one account to another and the vibration stops and I'm okay. So, so it's manageable. It's manageable. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh my goodness. So where have you been this year? Uh, 2023? Yep. I haven't been to very many places in 2023 because- Was it um, all 2022? Well, well, I did a lot in 2022. And then in 2023, I did do a month in Vietnam. Okay, so that's what's in my head. All right. Yes, I did do the the Vietnam Cutter Caribbean six-week excursion. I did do that February, March. But in 2022, I went to Italy, Spain, Switzerland, Ireland, France, Colombia. Wow. Croatia. <laughs> wow. Serbia, Montenegro. Where else? Did I, I think that's it. I, I definitely 
did a lot of traveling. Portugal, forgot I added Portugal to the mix. So that was 2022. That's a lot of travel. It is a and lot you worked while you were traveling, right? Because in the meantime, you're you're running cool life and it's growing. You have how many contributors who are who are um what do you call us? <laughs> right, because that's also different from the first time I was on your podcast. When right. I was the first time I got to be a guest on your podcast, you were not a cool life thought leader. Right. And now you are on the roster of Cool Life Thought Leaders, which I'm thrilled and honored to have you be part of that team. Well, thank you. I'm honored to be there. And 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 you've grown it so much that there's 60 something of us now. There are 65 of you now with probably I'm hoping that by the end of the year, I might be as close to 75 or 80. That's a lot of cat herding, Jack. I happen to be really good at it. And also I have some amazing women who mind their knitting and they commit to something and they just do what they're supposed to do. And then I do what I'm supposed to do. And then it works out. Right. And, and these women, Yvonne come from all over. I mean, we have women on the platform from New Zealand, Australia, uh, Mallorca, Spain, Austria, the UK, Canada, and then various sundry places in the u.s as well we don't have anyone from south america yet and so that's that's kind of a like hmm we're not getting the south american cultural perspective which i'm hoping that if anyone is interested so if anyone any of you listeners any of yvonne's listeners late bloomer listeners um are interested reach out because there's always room at my table and I would love to get some South American women involved as well. That is such a great idea. I love coming at it from having people from different cultures contributing. That's incredible. Well, the idea of normalizing aging, which is what the platform was built to contribute to, right? I mean, I, I want to be part of the sea change that is happening in the normalization of aging. And I'm focused on women. I'm not saying that men don't have issues with aging. At, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that I had to pick a lane and because I am a woman and I care about what's happened to me and I care about what's happened to my sisters. And I know a lot of young women and I don't want them to feel the way I felt when I was in my early fifties. I don't want them to look in the mirror at 52 or 53 and say, oh my God, I'm disappearing. Oh my God, what's wrong with me? I, I find it so funny that we're both working in this space, Jack. And yet here you are, uh, you know, approaching 59. I'm going to be 55 in July. And and it's not that I'm not afraid of aging. I still am. I'm still afraid of aging. You know, it's just that I'm I'm a little more curious about it now than I used to be before I started kind of dwelling in the normalization of it. Um, and I keep hoping that maybe I'll finally get there to where I'll just be comfortable with the whole thing, you know? Oh, do you, did I give you the impression that I'm comfortable with aging? Because no, if I gave that's what, any... I'm, that's what I'm finding okay. funny okay. is that we're, here we are, you're working, you know, you've got cool life as a platform, you're working, that is your mission right. is to normalize yes. aging. And yet we're still, you know, we still have this inner conflict in us because we are steeped in a cultural zeitgeist, a, a, a cultural thing that is so deep and deeply entrenched in all of us that 
how how do we oh. Hey, we're going to take a quick break here because I want to let you know that this podcast episode is brought to you by Midlife Cues. Are you looking to live life more intentionally and grow personally as you get older? The Midlife Cues newsletter is the perfect solution for you. Every Sunday, you can open up your email to find a weekly newsletter filled with carefully researched resources and tools to help you live your best life. It's written and published by Lou Blazer, who left a successful career in corporate America and now focuses on helping midlifers be truly happy and feel fulfilled in the second half of their lives. You can subscribe today at midlifecues.com. Well, and this is something that I learned after, uh, not that long ago, about a year ago, doing some research, and it actually came to light with one of our thought leaders, um, Andrea Slominski who has a PhD in women's studies. And so she writes a lot about sort of more of the, from a, from a higher strategic sort of cultural perspective as why women are in the situation that they're in. And I learned from her, and this is really interesting. And if you don't know this, it might, it, I, I, well, I'm going to watch your face while I tell you this, because that'll be very curious to see what you're, okay. what, what, how oh you gosh, feel about I'm this. I'm so excited. I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> no, so, in the early 1900s, so not that long ago, the average lifespan for a white woman was 51. For a woman of color, it was even less than that. So do the math. So while there were women who made it to 60, 70, 80, 90, 100, of course there were, right? Of course there were. We didn't exist in a cohort of the size and magnitude that exists today. And so if you think about it, this is kind of the first time in the history of humanity where women have been gifted an entirely new lifespan. So what do you do with that new lifespan? How, and it is what a do gift. You, it is, it a, is gift. a gift. And, yeah. and so interestingly enough, who's defining what that looks like? You are. I am. All the women in Cool Life are, all the women that we interact with at Clubhouse and Instagram, all those influencers. It's, it's our task to redefine this space because, girl, there is a huge chasm between mini skirts and depends, adult diapers. And I want to live my largest, coolest, biggest life during that space. But we don't have a lot of models to look to because we are the ones that are modeling the behavior today. So the yin and yang, it's, it's, it's cool, but it's also kind of scary and the responsibility is kind of a lot, but, but we're doing it. We're making it happen. Yep. I really do think that the whole, the whole key for me, I'm just going to speak for, for myself is in staying curious about, about it. Um, to rethink everything that I, have believed and and to look at it again and go hmm hmm right because i agree i agree because i think what can happen sometimes when we start aging and start adding numbers you know the numbers start to get kind of heavy is that a lot of us start to think oh well it's too late to start something new it's too late to be curious i don't have enough time i don't have enough runway to be curious I don't know how you feel about AI, artificial intelligence, but 
but I have been talking to some of my personal friends who are my age and older, and a fair number of them are saying, yeah, I hear it. I, I, I know about it. I don't have any intention of getting involved. I want nothing to do with it. I want yeah, nothing to do that's with what it. You I hear, right? I'm not speaking involved. for myself there because I am, I'm actually, uh, I am using it to lighten the load when it comes to um, like the marketing end of things for the podcast, you know? So, okay. Um, if I take a, a bit of, of the transcript from an interview and I think I take the part I think is relevant and I plug that in and I say, write a podcast description, you know, and it comes back and it goes blah. And I go, yeah. mm, no, not quite. And then I take the little bits and I massage and I put it back in and, and it just, when I'm stuck and because this is weekly, it's a lot, you know, and I'm trying to balance yeah. my other job, the, the photography with it. And, so for me, it's like, okay, no, this is a tool and it's here. It's like they they didn't think the automobile was here to stay, right? Yeah. And yes, I am, frankly, un a little uncomfortable about AI and what the implications are for jobs and everything else. But I think, well. Heck, heck, I'm a writer. I'm scared. My, I am scared, right? Because I am a writer. And I use it all the time though, because, and I use it the way you use it. I use it to get myself unstuck. Like if I'm, if I'm like writing and I'm like, oh God, I, I need an analogy and, you know, but I, I don't know, does this work? And I'll, I'll put it in and it'll come up with a bunch of stuff. And I'll be like, oh, I thought about that. And just, so it, it makes my life a lot easier and a lot faster. You want to try something fun. I'm planning um, a trip in the fall to Sweden Germany, and then I don't know, maybe Romania. I haven't quite figured out what the third place is because one of my goals is to get to 60 countries before I'm 60 and I'm turning 59 this summer and I have three more countries to get to before I turn 60. But just for grins and giggles, I got on, I think it was either perplexity or chat GPT. And I said, write me a 14 day itinerary for Stockholm, Sweden include the best tours, include the best restaurants, also include local inexpensive restaurants that are very popular with the local people, also include cocktail bars with live music. And you know what that did in 10, like a second, it shot back. And I know like it was crazy. And then I think it's perplexity that actually gives you the website that they mind to get the information because here's the deal you got to be careful it's such a new tool that there's still a lot of garbage and it, it coming out of it you do have to be mm -hmm. careful you can't take it as gospel you mm -hmm. have to you have to pay attention but do you know how long it normally would have taken me now now we're not talking about like when i was traveling without a smartphone but even okay so because that took forever right because that took photo books and and trips to the library and conversations with other humans and then you, then we got upgraded in 1992 with the internet. And it's like, okay, you could do all that stuff with, with um, Mosaic, I guess was at the time or something like that before Google, if I remember correctly, the search engine, like, oh, AOL, I can't remember. But now AI can actually push out an itinerary. <laughs> That's insane, isn't it? Wow. Yes. Wow. It's a very powerful tool. And, but back to what your point we're saying about staying curious, right? Because I'm, circling it back around. The reason I brought it up was because you said for you, 
it's important to stay curious. And I feel the same way. And one of the things that I've noticed about some of the individuals that I know as they've gotten older is that they have their curiosity is waning. And I'm encouraging them for that not to happen because I think there's an inverse relationship between curiosity and aging. I think you age faster if you stop. I'm with you a hundred being curious. A hundred percent. I I I I like to say that I believe that the fountain of youth is um is actually the key to the fountain of youth is to put yourself in the position of being a beginner. And I think that that, that curiosity is implicit in that. And when I talk about the fountain of youth, I'm not talking about reverse aging. I'm not talking about um, becoming younger at all. I'm talking about the feeling of energy and excitement that I associate with youth, you know, which is, which is curious. Remember when you're, when the kids were, when your kids were little, yeah, and everything was, you know, everything that was brand new, like wide eyed saucer with mouths agape, you know, and it was, you could, we lived vicariously through them when they were little, right? Their first trip to see Santa at the mall, if that's what you did, or your first trip on the merry-go-round at the park, if that's what you did. Watching their face as they realized and experienced something for the first time, right? And you can yeah. see them grow and, we don't and mature. Have to live vicariously through them. We can do that for ourselves well, by putting us in the position. Just to you a certain you, you can though through the merry-go-round. I'm not gonna get all wide-eyed True. and curious no. about a merry-go-round. But <laughs> but you can get yourself that sense of awe and excitement, I think, by following like following a breadcrumb of interest uh, that's within you and going, Oh, I've never tried that and I always wanted to. Or I never even thought about trying that before, but Oh, that does look interesting. Or if you notice you're jealous of somebody doing something, it's like, ooh, there's a real clue there that there's something in that for you. And maybe you should look at that. Maybe she get curious about it, you know? A hundred percent. And I love the fact that you turn jealousy on its end to provide actually a favorable outcome of what we all perceive as a negative emotion. And I love that you just, you did that. You just turned it on a 180. You're like, okay. You're feeling this negative emotion. You can get stuck there or you can think to yourself, huh, does that mean because I need to be figuring this out for myself? You know, um, I can't a, claim that as an original thought. I got it from someplace else for sure. But just, okay. it, just saying. Sure. I mean, I don't. Are there original <laughs> thoughts? I don't, I don't know. But <laughs> that's debatable. We could have a whole episode on that. But, you know, this is a good example about the curious and and jealousy or and it wasn't jealousy because um I don't want to learn French. I have a friend of mine who's teaching herself French and she's been doing it for about a year. And I have no interest in French. None. But I have a deep interest in Portuguese. And it's and, you know for the last year I've been watching her get on whatever some online program and her French is getting better. And, and I was with her in France last summer. That was one of the, I went to go visit her because she she and her husband were in Chamonix for a month. And so I went and hung out with him for a week and we did some hiking in the Alps and, and whatnot. And I watched her practice her French and, and help and navigate. And I really want to learn Portuguese. Guess who's teaching herself Portuguese? I got on Pimsleur and oh, I'm learning Portuguese because I'm curious and I'm almost 59 and it's not too late to learn a language. 
I'm alive. Why shouldn't I be able to learn language? Yep. And it's, and I, and I think the key is you got to want it, right? Yeah. Because yeah. It, it probably is going to take you a little bit longer than it would were you, were you younger? Cause that's just like, that's the part of our brain that is harder, right? We can, we can still learn, but it's not as fast, right? So you got to want it. You got to want it. I do have a little bit of an advantage. It, well, it's an advantage and a disadvantage. I happen to be fluent in Spanish. That's right. You are. I happen to you? be fluent in Spanish, but believe it or not, there are some words that are spelled alike and, and, but they're pronounced completely differently. <laughs> so that's just going to be like, I'm just going to have to memorize. And back to your point, it's a little harder for us as we get older because our brains start losing that part of the elasticity. We have a different kind. And that's more like institutional knowledge that really grows because of all the wisdom and the experience. And so that part of our brain is, is really healthy. But our just-in-time react to information in the new information immediately and be able to react to it, we, it does get more difficult the older we get yeah. yeah yeah good for you good for you yeah so you know okay i want to go back to something that happened that uh that i think is important for people to know because you are such um first of all you're in such good shape you you keep yourself healthy you you're you, you i mean you just you you just blow me away with with how good you're how I can't even talk. What is wrong with me? Oh my goodness! Okay. It's not like we're doing a talk show. Don't worry. No, about it. no. It's not like you, this is a podcast interview. Don't don't right. worry about it. <laughs> Where am I going with this? Where I'm going with this is that you I I admire your commitment to staying fit. And so I want to talk about something that happened. In the past year, was it in the past year? No, it was August. If if I if I think I I think I know where you're headed, and it was August of 2021. 2021. We haven't had we haven't had August of 2023 yet. Yes, so it was August of 2021. Okay. So it'll be almost. It's almost two years. Right, because you're you're an adrenaline junkie, first of all, yes. and you did an adrenaline junkie thing. I did. And, and, and it's something that I actually always wanted to do. I'm not so sure now, but, um, because I'm not, I don't know about you, but I'm more of a scaredy cat these days than I used to be as, as a younger person. Like I used to be able to go on any ride at any amusement park and my stomach was like iron, you know, and yeah. I have found that getting on like th certain rides now I'm like whoa what the heck is happening to me I'm told I think I might throw up so so there's things happening that are very different for me now than they used to you're not absolutely. like that so much oh, no. are you no, no I am I are am. you by, by, absolutely I used to love roller coasters as a as a young adult you could not pay me enough to get on a roller coaster right now you could not pay me enough. I go my on neck, like one that is my brain, smooth, but not the ones that are rattling your brain in your head, like the wooden ones. It's, Forget it. It's not good. It's not good for you to have your brain rattled in your head, by the way. It's not good for you. <laughs> no, it's not. And I, oh need, I need I need my brain to stay as best as I possibly can keep it for as long as possible. I, had I known how much brain rattling went on well I don't know I, I was young and stupid I probably would have done the exact same thing but no I just I don't have any desire to do any of that stuff anymore but I did jump out of an airplane yes 
like a moron. <laughs> not like a moron. I think I, not at all, not at all. I, I, I think if somebody wants to jump out of an airplane, yeah. I think I am a hundred percent behind them to go do it. Yeah. Go and make it, that and happen. I, and That's I, and awesome. And I gotta tell you, jumping out of an airplane, if you look at the statistics, it's, it's really not that dangerous. It, it really, really isn't. I mean, the problem with it is if something goes wrong, it can be a, it can be really egregious. That's the issue, right? That if, if something happens, it's usually, it's sort of like a plane crash, right? I mean, driving a car and riding in a car is far more dangerous than air, you know, than flying, but yet, you know, if, if something goes wrong. So yeah, so I, it had been my third time, Yvonne, I had jumped out of an airplane for my 30th birthday. I don't know if we were talking about this on, on the air, but I've always had trouble like at the end of a decade. So when I was 29, about to turn 30, I lost my ever loving mind. I, now I look back and I want to go back and slap that girl <laughs> over yourself. Right. But I wasn't, you know, I had a crisis of confidence and it's like, where am I in my life? I'm 29. Am I where I want to be? You know, all like these um, existential kind of questions that, you know, what the heck? I was 29 years old. I had the whole world in front of me, but you know, you, you're in the space you're in. And so I had jumped out of an airplane a couple of times and then fast forward, I was going to take my son to college. It was his um, about to be his freshman year and we were going to drop him off at university. And he and my godson decided that they wanted to jump out of airplanes and they're both 18 and we couldn't say no. I am not sure why Yvonne, I thought to myself, well, I can't let those boys jump out of that airplane by themselves. What if something wrong happens? What if something goes wrong? Who's going to be there to help them? I clearly did not think it through. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I'm laughing. Okay. Oh. Oh, I just lost your sound. Are you there? I am here. I can hear you now. Can you hear me? I can. Can you that edit that out? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, okay. So you thought you were going to protect them by being with them to jump okay. out of the You know what? That's enough laughing at me. <laughs> that's enough. That's enough. That's enough at my expense. Yes. It's, I get it because it's the mom it's, instinct. It's warped though, right? It is, it is, it is, but it's the mom instinct. It's the mama bear thing. It is like hundred percent. It was the mama bear. I'm not letting, there is no logic involved in the mama bear process. No. And, and here's the deal, Yvonne. And, and I'm, I'm not sure how much I believe this or don't believe this, but it makes me feel better, honestly. And so I've chosen to tell this to myself. If, if my being there is the reason that they were okay and someone was going to get hurt and it ended up being me and I needed to be in the mix. So it could be me because someone was getting hurt that day. It was written in the stars somewhere. Then I'm really glad it was me and not them. So what I would happened? Take, I would take so that go, bullet. Go back, go back if you don't mind. So it was great. Happened. I mean, the, the guy, I had told him, it was great. Well, it was, it was great until it wasn't right. Right. I can't believe I'm laughing. So um, I did a tandem jump and I had told the gentleman instructor that I this was my third jump. And he's like, well, how comfortable are you? And I said, I'm fairly comfortable. He's like, well, do you want an altimeter? 
And then you can manage the jump and you can pull the chute and you can run the whole show and I'll just take over at landing. And I said, that would be great. So he gives me an altimeter. The boys go first. I'm last out of the, out of the airplane. I, I jump with the, with the person attached to my back. Right. And it's great. The free fall is fantastic. So fantastic. It is everything I remembered and more and, and I'm managing it and I'm watching the altimeter and I see when it gets to the right altitude and I pull and I manage the chute. And then as we approach the field to land, he taps me like, okay, I'm taking over. And I'm like, yes, please. Cause I don't know how to land this thing. Well, I'm not sure he knows how to land that thing either. <laughs> I should have taken my chances now in, in hindsight, but no, he, I don't know what he was thinking, but we came in hot on the landing and the chute got pulled up a little bit like a pocket of air. And when it, when it, the pocket of air emptied, we came down and I came down on my tailbone. Oh, honey. And oh. I heard. Mm. That's the sound I heard my body make. Mm. And Yvonne, I'm not kidding you. It, in a moment, I thought, and I'm, I'm not going to use the word I used in my head that day, but I thought, oh my. You can, I am, if you need to, that's all good. Here. I said, I, I said fuck I'm 57 years old and I just paralyzed myself I just ruined the rest of my life I thought I was paralyzed so scary so scary. I thought I was paralyzed mm. you know and then and then that and then mayhem right I'm in a pile of dirt I'm attached to this guy there's a parachute all over the place I'm vomiting because the pain is over the top they're trying oh. to figure out how to unsnap me from all of the equipment my son is running onto the field. Thank God my ex-husband was there and he come, came over and he looks at me. He goes, I presume you want me to take Aiden as far away from here as possible. I said, yes, my son does not need to see this. Oh, so my scary. son does not need to see this. Yeah. So past the gory details, long story short, though, I ended up with three compressed fractures in my spine. I mean, it was no joke. And I literally had to lay down for several months, getting up for short periods of time, walking. That first day that I walked, I literally walked like a half a block and I couldn't get any further. Mm. And as you said earlier, I'm a fit person. I, you know, I'm a third degree black, uh, I'm a third degree black belt in Taekwondo. I jump rope, I'm a weightlifter, a bodybuilder. I taught kickboxing for years. In part, though, I believe that the reason I didn't get paralyzed and the reason that I was able to walk out of that hospital 22 hours later was because of how powerful my core is. So once again, I'm so happy that you're doing Pilates with Kat Corchado because getting your core and ladies, I'm not. I got everyone, some work anyone to do. Let me just tell you. Men and women, anyone who's listening, honestly, and if you're thinking to yourself, well, I'm not going to jump out of an airplane, so I'm never going to break that way. You can break, stepping off the sidewalk to walk your dog. You can twist your ankle and fall down and break something. Yep. You don't have to jump out of an airplane to break. No, no. I've had friends do it like playing, you know, soccer with their kid in the backyard, you know, break something. It, you know, you could do it any number of ways. <laughs> Pick your poison. Um, yeah. Wow. And, and frankly, Jack, I'd much rather do it doing something like you did 
been, you know, some stupid, like I was walking on the street and I hit a crack in the sidewalk wrong. And right. Know, at least which I I've have done. Good, at least I have a good story. You're right. I mean, <laughs> if you're going to get three compression fractures in your spine, you might as well do it jumping out of an airplane. Yeah. <laughs> so it took you how long them, to period. come back from that? How, how long was the recovery process for you? So it happened in August and I never got to take my son to college. I missed that whole rite of passage. His, his dad took him, but I didn't get to take him. That's uh, yeah. It's going to be a craw. It's going to be stuck in my craw for a while. I think. Uh, yeah. So it happened in August, and April of 2022, I ran the 10K in Charleston. That's incredible. Mm, so what is? I don't know how many months that is. I don't do math in public. Um, I don't well, either. I don't do math period. So I think that's, I think that's eight months. Cause I think August is the oh, eighth month. So that yeah. would be four in April, I believe is the fourth month. Did yeah. I just do math in public and come up with the right answer? <laughs> eight months. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. I, so had, to, eight, I had to think in eight months, I went from lying down for 20, 22 hours a day to running a 10 K. And I remember you when we were in clubhouse and I think Shannon Peterson was in there with us and you were talking about, we were talking about fitness and you, ha you had recovered and you had started running and you were getting ready for this 10 K and you said, I am not a runner. I and did. Shannon said, Shannon called you out and said, excuse me, are you running? You're yes. a runner. Yep. She, she called me out and rightfully so. Yes. Right. Because I don't know what else makes you a runner. <laughs> you know, I was, I was running four to five times a day. Yeah. And, and forgive me for calling you out now, but the reason I'm doing it is because for anybody listening who I think very often people listen to people like you on my podcast and they go, Oh, well, you know, good for her, Right. <laughs> you know, right. but that's not me. I'm not, I'm not a third degree black belt. I'm not a this, I'm not a that. And, and right. that, really all of us do that to ourselves. You were doing it to yourselves by saying, I'm not a runner, you know, and, but how did you, how did, first of all, I know you must've been out of your ever loving mind laying on your back for however long you had to. And that is the gift that I know how my primary partner truly feels about me. I know what he's capable of and I know what he's willing to do. That man did not leave my side for a second at the hospital. I mean, barely to go to the bathroom. And then for months, he did everything. He cooked, he cleaned, he fetched, he carried, he put lidocaine patches on my back. He took such good care of me. He walked with me, even though it must have been incredibly frustrating for him <laughs> because I was not going very quickly, right? But what did I learn? What was what was given to me? Now, I don't recommend testing any relationship that way. I really don't. And if you asked me now, would I go back and sign up for that to learn this? I'd tell you no. You know, I'm like, no, thank you. I, I, I can I learn it some other way? But given given the circumstances, I don't regret what happened. Did you have to learn how to accept his help? <laughs> it helps. It helps when you just physically can't move. <laughs> I'm putting myself in your situation thinking that I might have 
felt incredibly frustrated that I had to accept somebody's help and put, you know what I mean? Like that we've talked about this in clubhouse before it's, it's, it's part of my independent streak or whatever it is. It's a bunch of BS that, you know, the, the difficulty accepting help, asking for help, all that. Did, did you find that to be difficult? Very much so. Very much so. But he looked at me and he's, he kind of looked at me cross-eyed. Like, uh, I don't think you can go there right now. Like, I don't think you can afford yourself being all persnickety about <laughs> receiving help him. because <laughs> I don't really think that's an option for you today. <laughs> do you him. want to, do you want to eat? <laughs> Would you like to take a shot? <laughs> you know what I mean? Are you thirsty? You know, I mean, it just, it boiled down to, and that was another gift because by the end of it, I was okay receiving help. Maybe almost a little too okay, he might tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I hear that. I hear that. (laughs) Yeah, so, and, and how I got, ready for that race. I mean, that, that first day, you know, the day that I decided I'm going to run this 10 K and now I've gone from no exercise and a broken back. And I did wait for the neurosurgeon to release me from his care. I didn't just randomly recklessly, you know, misbehave. And that is one thing I want everyone to understand because historically I've never listened to doctors. And now I'm at an age where I have to pay more attention and at least at least listen to the idea that I might need a little longer to heal than I used to as a kid, as a kid or as a younger adult. Mm-hmm. But that first day when I put on those sneakers and I got my water bottle and I put on my um, leggings because it was winter and I put on my coat, my hat, my mittens, and I went out and you know how far I went? Half a mile. <laughs> that was it. I went a half a mile and I turned back and I came back a half a mile. I got one mile and I did not run the entire time because I couldn't. I was not physically fit because I had been injured in on my back for a month. But yet that one mile turned into a 10K four months later. A quarter mile at a time, right? By increment by increment. That's the thing. Little by little, a little became a lot. And I owe that expression to Nina O'Bear, who you also know. (laughs) Yes. So it does. Baby steps. They are baby steps. Yeah. Yeah. Baby steps. So it's not like I got up off the bed and like, just go run 10K. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. And I didn't feel particularly good about myself. Right. Because I had been so physically fit and so active and lifting and all that good stuff until bang, I hit the earth. And now I had to start completely from scratch. You know, it's a shame you're not driven at all. (laughs) You know what the funny part is, though? I'm only driven about things that I really, really feel passionate about. If not, then I'm the laziest person you will ever meet. (laughs) If I don't care, you can't get me to do it. I think that's a healthy thing. You think? I do. I do think. Yeah. Well, I like that answer, so I'm going to accept it. Mm -hmm. I don't need to shop for a different one. No. I think I concur. I concur. Yeah. 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 I love it. 
and now you're back to traveling and you have, you know, and you continue to grow cool life. And I just have a lot of admiration for you, lady. It's mutual love. That's the thing. It's like between clubhouse and cool life, I get you in my life and my life is richer for it. Thank you. You're welcome. You're you did it that time. You just said thank you. <laughs> I'm proud of you. <laughs> just so everybody knows, before we hit the record button, Jack paid me a compliment, which I deflected, and she said, "You, you know, you could just say thank you." That's a choice I, as well. <laughs> and I said, "Dang, why weren't we recording?" <laughs> Right. Oh my goodness. So I will thank you, Jack, for coming back to let us know what you've been up to since your last visit here. And um, I suspect this is not the last visit to Late Bloomer Living. I hope not. Yeah. Is there anything that you are excited about? Oh, oh, you have a whole new thing happening with Jack Smack. We need to talk about that real quick before you go. I do. So really quickly today, I launched a new Instagram profile, uh, Jack's, Jack's Mac, Jack.Mac. And Jack's Mac is an, a weekly essay that I write for Cool Life. Basically, it's just about the shenanigans in my life and my confessions about empty nesting and my confessions about my relationship. It's, it's just my musings on my midlife and beyond years. When I travel... A lot of people follow me on Facebook and I get a lot of inquiries like, where are you now? And can you share more pictures? And can you share more about your experiences with traveling? And I do a lot of theater as well, et cetera. And so I couldn't figure out how to make it work with Cool Life because I really want Cool Life to focus on its mission, which is to normalize aging. And I want Cool Life to be focused on all of the amazing experts that are are there globally for our community. And I don't want it to be mixed up with Jack's shenanigans. So I opened up a separate Instagram account under, it's part of Cool Life, but it's jack.smack. I would love people to follow. And and basically there, I'm just going to be sharing travel and food and theater and fitness inspiration. Just random shenanigans. So I I hope everyone follows because it'll be fun. I love it. So I will have that in the show notes for anybody who I'll have, of course, Cool Life and, uh, some uh yeah we'll get people connected with you to jack smack i was so excited to see that today thank you i'm pretty excited it just it just happened yeah it's funny how like and does this happen to you like it oh yes it does i know this happens to you this is how you you started your podcast it had been sitting there and sitting there and sitting there and percolating and percolating and yeah you didn't you didn't get off the mark but I can't remember what was it that got you off the mark but for me it was having lunch with a friend yesterday who I hadn't seen in a really long time and she's like girl I cannot keep track of like I want to know what you're doing I want to and I read your jack smack but I don't get enough of a lot she goes why don't you just open up a separate Instagram account where you can just put all that stuff and I looked at her I'm like uh I've been thinking about doing I think you just gave me permission. Thank you. There you go. There you go. So people hang out with your friends. That's what I'm taking from that. Your friends will, uh, you know, the the I'm just going to say the right friends will push you in the right direction. How's that? Yes, they will. The yeah. right friends will push you in the right direction. Yeah. 
sometimes even if you don't want them to. <laughs> Damn them. <laughs> Jack, thank you so much. I can't wait for people to hear this. Thank you, Yvonne. It was a pleasure always. Well, there you have it. She is something, isn't she? A man. I'm always so inspired by Jack. I mean, who jumps out of a plane and almost breaks their back and then goes running <laughs> months later? I just cannot believe her determination and will. And I and I love that. And I, I want to take it like a like an injection, like a shot into my arm. Um, she has built Cool Life into this incredible platform for normalizing aging. She is a force to be reckoned with, and she is a powerhouse in what I consider to be a movement for midlife women. Things are starting to happen around this. Things are definitely moving and shaking. You're part of it by being here and listening and doing whatever you're doing on your end, because I know you are. Yeah. We, we have a long way to go as women to normalize aging and to make it okay to get older. Don't we? We have a long way to go, but it's beginning to happen. And Jack is one of the reasons behind that. And I'm just so thankful to be friends with her. If you want to go find out more information, hey, I, I really do recommend joining Cool Life. And I will have all links and things for you in the show notes. And I have a favor to ask you. If you could take a really quick minute before you move on to the rest of your day and just head into Apple Podcasts or um, if you have an option in the other platform that you might be listening on, leave a review for me. It helps this podcast to reach other people which helps to continue to make changes for us as we age. And uh, yeah, I'd really appreciate your support in that way. Thank you very much. I hope you have a great week. Stay safe and well. Talk soon. <laughs>